I don't know if anyone noticed who all the critiques in the first reading and the, and, and the gospel are directed against, but I started to sweat as I started listening. He says in the first reading, and now, O priests, this commandment is for you. And I was looking around for Father Teo, and he escaped somehow, so I, I guess it's, it's for me. He says, if you do not listen, if you do not lay it to heart to give glory to my name, I will send a curse upon you. And in the Gospels, Jesus says, don't be called Father. And he critiques the scribes and the Pharisees for their robes and their tassels and their special chairs of honor. And I thought, man, I really wish Father Teo were here to share some of the blame tonight. But he's not, and I'm not going to preach against myself, so we'll see how this applies to all of you. What Jesus is really going after today is officiousness. He tells the disciples, the scribes and the Pharisees have taken their seat on the chair of Moses. Therefore, do and observe all things, whatever, whatsoever they tell you. He says the scribes and the Pharisees have an official role. They've inherited their authority from Moses. So listen to them. What he critiques is that they're more concerned with the exterior trappings of that office, with their robes and their titles and their tassels, than they actually are in guiding the people. They want to be called rabbi and master. They become officious. I don't think that Jesus is intending here to abolish hierarchy. He explicitly affirms their authority. He says they sit on the chair of Moses. But he's critical of their excessive concern for the outward show of authority and their forgetfulness of the, of the inner meaning of their role. And even the outward signs themselves are not the problem. You know, there's nothing wrong with uniforms, with something that reflects who we are or what our role is in society. I still remember very clearly my junior year the day I made the varsity basketball team and they gave out the jerseys and I tried to play it cool in the moment, but I went home and the first thing I did was close my door and put the jersey on. And I remember walking around my room so happy. Well, the doctor's white coat, the dark blue of the police officer, they tell us their social function, right? And in some ways, they're an expression that says, here I am, I'm ready to serve. Do you need a doctor? Here I am. Do you need a nurse? Here I am. Do you need a police officer? Here I am. But when it becomes about those outward signs, instead of those signs being a bridge, they become a barrier. So what is it that makes us officious? I think many of us are tempted to this in some ways. It arises from an effective immaturity, a fear, like, I don't know how to be me in the world. And so I need a badge. I need a title. I need some way to present myself to the world so that I can make my way through. Something that makes me worthy. Well, we don't need that as Christians. We're children of God. And all these roles, whatever role might come to us, doesn't touch our deepest identity. So, you know, we, we all know people like this. 
we are people like this sometimes, right? Who at times you want to just say, please take the mic away from that person. We live just up the street here in our backyard, borders on the uh, soccer field of Jenny Elementary School. And so every morning, we, if I'm still there at the house, I hear them calling roll. And someone had the idea of giving like one of the students the responsibility of calling roll. Or not calling roll, but gathering everyone and then dismissing them by class. So, you know, I guess when you become a fifth grader, you're in the race for getting to be the person who dismisses everyone every day. And so, you know, we hear in the morning, Good morning, Jenny Elementary. Please line up. I see somebody laughing. Are you, do you go to Jenny? <laughs> Are you the one that announces it? Okay, okay. Don't tell your friend that I'm making fun of him in church. But it's amazing how, how uh, you know, we get a little bit of power and we love to start bossing people around. Mrs. Robinson's class, you are dismissed. Stop running. <laughs> I'm sure that same kid was just tackling somebody on the field 30 seconds before, but now he's got the power and he's, you know, bossing all his buddies around. Well, so we all have a streak of this, and apparently it's something that starts pretty young in us, right? We, we, we like to wear it, we like to have a badge, we like to have a role. The danger is that, that we place our identity too much there and it distracts us from what the purpose of that role is. You know, Jesus lived in an extremely hierarchical society, both as a, someone living in the Roman Empire, but also as someone living in Jewish culture in the ancient Near East. Even so, he never proposed to flatten society. He never he proposed like a, a cheap or superficial egalitarianism. He warned against excesses and abuse of power, of authority, but he didn't want to destroy all social distinction and remove the different roles that, that were present in that society because those roles were beautiful and they serve a purpose, to be a teacher, to be a mother, to be a father. So the question is, what is the purpose? What is the purpose of the roles that we might find ourselves having or the authority that might come to us? And the gospel teaches us very clearly. It's for the sake of service. It's for the sake of service. So, you know, we, we can't, teachers, they can't stop teaching. That would be an act of cowardice. That would be renouncing or abdicating the responsibility that comes to them. Teachers have to teach. Mothers and fathers have to be mothers and fathers. They can't pretend to be peers or buddies to their children. Their children have plenty of buddies. They need them to be mothers and fathers. They need them to love them as a mother and father loves. Priests can't stop being priests. Leaders can't stop leading. But what we need to do is embrace these roles, not to bolster our own pride, but as a means of service. And, and the gospel, it shows us the way out. It says, 
the speaking of the scribes and the Pharisees, they tie up heavy burdens, hard to carry, and lay them on people's shoulders. But they will not lift a finger to move them. We have an amazing example of servant leadership in St. Paul in the first reading uh, of St. Paul in his letter to the Thessalonians, or the second reading. He says, brothers and sisters, we were gentle among you as a nursing mother cares for her children. He, just, he compares himself to a nursing mother. He was so tender, so involved in the life of his disciples. And this is a man who had a keen awareness of his own authority. He writes in several letters defending his authority. And, and later in the same passage, he says, in receiving the word of God from hearing us, you received it not as a human word, but as it truly is, the word of God. So he was extremely aware of his own authority, that when he spoke, he was speaking the word of God, and that they should listen. And yet, he didn't use that to bolster his own image. He didn't swing that around people to threaten them. He, he was determined to build them up. It says he worked, he said, working night and day in order not to burden any of you. We proclaim to you the gospel of God. Paul himself drew on an even greater example. The son of God. He who's the one who could truly claim authority. Who could have come to earth and asked that we all bend the knee and simply praise him. He instead bent his knee and he washed the feet of his disciples. He said to them on that night at the Last Supper as he washed their feet, he said, you call me Lord and teacher, and so I am. If I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, so you should do for one another. Jesus shows us the way to true greatness. He shows us the meaning of authority. We don't have to flatten society. We don't have to pursue a kind of false or superficial egalitarianism. We have to embrace who we are and the roles that have come to us and to live them as servants, to serve wherever we are. Fathers need to be fathers and mothers need to be mothers. If you're a teacher, you need to teach. If you work in the government, you need to be truly a civil servant. I think that many people in this church right now have a lot of authority or will come by a lot of authority in their lifetime. Well, be ready to use that, not as a, a sword or a badge or a title. You don't need all that. You're already a child of God. Use it instead as a way of serving after the pattern of our Lord.